Do not huff the chili powder. It, and the popcorn seasoning is only a suggestion. You can use it for whatever, you know, you I'm put, gonna it, put on it on tacos or whatever. But, oh. Ooh, put it on the chicken strips. Look at those chicken strips. Oh, I put it on my tots. Yeah, see, mine looks great. I don't know what you guys were mad about. You should get some more tots. You can put them on my tots. Get some more tots. It's probably good on tots. Curry and chili tots. It smells delicious. I can't stop smelling it. Like, I keep opening it and smelling it. It smells really good. Oh, that does smell really good. Stop yourself. Ah, snort a line of that. Oh, no, don't do that. Yeah, that probably would not be good. That would probably really I, I didn't really try bad. that in the preparation. <laughs> you give us five minutes, we'll start snorting whatever. <laughs> whatever it like, is. yeah, we'll snort that. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. Broadcasting from an abandoned comedy club in the back of a pool hall in the original city of Grit, Tacoma, Washington. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. We've got Scott. Hello. And we've got Brogan from his uh, hiatus. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, his two hours of my life that interrupted two weeks of yours. Exactly. I am so sorry. Yeah, we're over it. I know. I might be over it. I'm yeah. not. Why are you such a dick, Brogan? Listen, <laughs> listen, bitches. I'm just kidding. My, my life has got many moving hinges. I understand that. Jeff is also on a mic. Say hi, Jeff. Hello. Jeff's the man. He's making uh, He's making all the camera picture things. Pictures? Pictures. Those are pictures. Jeff. Make yeah. the videos yeah. work. And with us as a guest today is Suzanne Ackerman. That's right. Suzanne, now this is fun because I've known you through other people in in, in our lives and uh, through your general board game geekiness. And I've yes. seen you a couple times doing that. Also doing a uh, uh, doing some karaoke. We did do karaoke, yes. Oh, man. Okay, first off, before we get into the deepness of this, this is like the karaoke in an apartment complex where they section off each of the rooms. It so was like, crazy. Yeah, each of the rooms are, are their own karaoke. Private karaoke rooms. You can bring your own booze. You can bring your own food. Nice. And different kinds of music. Uh, yeah, there was yeah. a lot of different types of music. There was. You had like yeah. a, a disco room and like a pop room. Oh, no. You could play any of the music and you could make your room into whatever room you oh, wanted it to man. be. Yes. And in an apartment complex? Essentially, like off of like Pacific Avenue in yeah. Federal Way. I think you guys are really tripping us out right now. We're like, like oh, so a karaoke, wait, a karaoke apartment, apartment complex. Yeah. 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 There's one room where it's. They they give you the keys for the other rooms, like the the main you know the main where you book your time, and then you go in there and you can go in per hour, and I think it was like sounded like thirty five bucks an hour or something like that. Just for my sanity, Scott's sanity, and everybody else that thinks like Scott and I, so you, you pull into an apartment complex and there are multiple units like one hundred one, one hundred two, one hundred three that are all different yeah, karaoke places. Or yeah. is it one oh. unit? With multiple bedrooms that have been turned in. No, these are like they, they've turned a bunch of like one bedroom or studio apartments, like the Red Maple Apartments, oh. uh, or like a hotel room. Wait, a like, hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more like a hotel. Yeah, okay. yeah. More like a it's hotel. Like a, yeah, it's like a roadside motel, real seedy apartment complex. <laughs> Used to, I mean, I like how you guys are beating around it a little bit. I don't know why we have to put a judgment like, call now. on this. I mean, right? It yeah, just, it, it is what it is, yeah. and what it may have been in its past. It may have been a CD motel in its past, but Perhaps. now it's got new life to it. Hey, now, you know, it's what? a karaoke hotel. Yeah, it was. So we've done, <laughs> we've done a bunch of other things yeah. like that. But I wanted to bring you in because you are a zoologist. Yes. Is that the correct term? Yeah, my technical title at the zoo is staff biologist. Ooh, yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. And this is at the Point Defiant Zoo and Aquarium. Yes. And I used to fix the office equipment there. Did oh. you? <laughs> All right. I used to go there and look at the animals. Yeah, right? I yeah, know. a lot of people do that. I've never seen a monkey tail tree until I went there. Yeah, and we then have I saw that. We have an excellent horticultural team. So what is we, a monkey tail tree? I don't yeah, remember seeing that. The monkey tail tree is the only, mon- uh, only tree a monkey can't climb. That's what my mom used to tell me. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. You're going to get some Louisiana uh, knowledge on this yeah. one. Okay. All right. I'm prepared now. <laughs> Alligators is Omri because they got all them teeth and no, no toothbrush. <laughs> Thank you, Waterboy. So, Susan, mm-hmm. how long have you been working at the Point Defiance Zoo and Aquarium? 
in some capacity or another, I have been there since 2002. But that's Ooh. when I started as a volunteer while I was in college. And then I worked for the education department for a while. And then I worked for the Wild Wonders Outdoor Theater after that. And that's where I still am. I was a temporary employee there for a long time. And now I'm a real staff biologist Cool. There, so you work finally. with the animals then? I do. So you do what? The shows with the animals? Yeah. So the Excellent. department I work for, yeah, we take care of the animals that can go out on zoo grounds doing presentations. We do the stage shows. We the can take show. yes, taking the, the animals out. To, you love it? Yeah, oh yeah, it's can so good for kids. It's we say for kids, but adults love it too. Right? We're, can you tell? Yeah, we, we just totally we dorked it. out on that. We're like, oh, you play show. with the animals. Yeah, but I've seen it, and I would see <laughs> it too. again because it's really it's adorable. Oh, it's dude, it's, it's awesome. Like, yes, I feel like yes. the sheriff's a little mean. Like probably give her a, give, <laughs> give <laughs> some other. Well, it was always a lady being mean to the other lady. The last time I saw it, but you know what? But she never really, really arrests her for her choices. You know, she's no, like, but she's very she learns how to recycle her. by the end of it. She learns a lot of lessons. There are lessons she to does. be learned. The sheriff, Sheriff Bones, he, yeah, he runs <laughs> Triple R Town really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is well run. Well run. I love this. I love this so much. Now, what what made you decide that you wanted to get into this? Was it the, from your youth loving animals or how does it get into something like that? When I was a kid, I loved animals and I thought I wanted to be a zookeeper. And eventually when I started actually thinking about career paths like they make you do when you're in middle school and high school, mm-hmm. it's it kind of fell to the wayside because I didn't know anyone who was a zookeeper and it seemed to me like being an astronaut. Like... I don't know how you would do that. Who would ever do that? There is no path to become that. And so I didn't think about it. Um, But I started volunteering at the zoo because I still loved animals. When I was in college, I went to PLU. So it was kind of in the neighborhood. Totally, yeah. And once I was volunteering there, then I started to see, oh, this is how people become zookeepers. And when I saw what they did at the theater show, I thought, I want to do that. If I had known that was a job, I would want that job. (laughs) And uh, I was going to school to become a teacher at the time so it kind of worked out that it was also the part of the zoo that dealt a lot with the presentations and the educational side so eventually through some hoops and a lot of uh just sort of sticking around doing it as a, a temp job, then I was in the right place at the right time, and I was the right person to get hired on full time. So, but even doing it as a temp, I would have done that forever, I think, because it was just once I started doing it, it was what I loved, and it was it was perfect. I'm so totally cool. going to use all of our friendship now. Uh, yeah, as feel free. Making my nine year old your best friend. Okay. Because <laughs> her whole job in life is to figure out how to love and take care of sloths. Okay. And verify unicorns exist. Oh. And, or and or find the sloth unicorn. So slothicorn. I only see that a little bit of joking, but I mean, the like, okay. her world wants Unisloth. to be a veterinarian at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Does she know what a narwhal is? Uh, oh! Actually, that's funny. We were just talking about narwhals because oh. it, it's actually a tooth, not a horn. It is a tooth. Really? It's, yeah. I'm so impressed that you know that. I bet yeah. your nine-year-old taught you, though. Yeah. Yeah. She teaches it's me It's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. We and, call them sometimes the unicorn of the sea, but you're right. It's a tooth. Wow. It's a weird It's tooth. the Unisloth of the sea. The Unisloth. <laughs> the, the that's like the jackalope at this point. You're going to see one like hanging on a wall, and you're just going to be like, oh, that's totally real, you know? That's yeah. Unisloth. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. Good for Ms. her. Miss Madeline yeah. has no idea. I love that she. Annoying. I love that she made so, that, car- or that, that creature up. That, that's fantastic. That's, uh, a good, that's a good thing to bring up, though, because you, you've got a nine year old that uh, is super interested in this stuff. What kind of like kid stuff? I mean, obviously, the zoo is, by and large, for children. Bullshit. What? I love the zoo. <laughs> I mean, it's you for ever, everybody. Everyone can do it and stuff like that. But kids you ever smoke just, some weed and go to Zoo Light? Dude. No. I oh, we're going to do that the this zoo. year, though. All right, then. Hey. Yeah. It's already so, over. You miss Zoo Lights. Oh. Next year. Yeah. This year. No, this year. This year. Sorry. It's still this year. 2018 Christmas. Yeah, yeah it's just bad. a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> Not tomorrow. Sorry. Sorry. But for uh, for kids, um, like, what are some of those projects? Can they actually go and meet a sloth? 
So we have a variety of different programs that kids can participate in, and it depends on their age, but there are starting really young, like kindergarten, we have critter clubs and we have summer camps so they could go for an entire week out of the summer and animals might come visit their classroom. They'll go visit the other exhibits and they'll have like a camp counselor who will take them around and teach them things. And then when they get older, we actually have a great youth volunteer program. So middle schoolers and high schoolers can start getting trained to be, we call them interpreters. They're like docents that stand in front of the exhibits and show off little artifacts like here's what a sea otter pelt feels like and that kind of thing. And it helps them in so many different ways because if they're interested in animals, even the dorkiest kid can totally geek out with the visitors and talk about something that they think is really cool. They'll learn social skills, presentation skills. They won't be terrified of public speaking. (laughs) And they'll learn about, yeah, Yeah. it's super important. And they'll learn about how it's, what it's like in the the zoo field. So any kid who's thinking about going that direction, it's a great place for them to just see how a zoo works. And yeah. So there's lots of programs. Do you give out porcupine quills? Like she shows up today and gives everyone a porcupine (laughs) quill. And I don't know about you guys, but literally the first thing I did was try to poke myself with it. And then it it went in and I was like, oh, this this isn't a good idea. (laughs) Hands on learning. Dude, they they will. If you get them in far enough, those fuckers are hard to come out. Don't don't. I've heard they hurt. (laughs) You have no idea. Oh, I am. I legit scared because I've had them. I know they hurt. If you don't pull them out, they travel in farther and farther. They keep going in because they have little hooks on the end. They're fucked up. Those are those are like evil you know. Barbs, you're right. Yeah. You can't even really tell them. No, you can't tell. It's bullshit. You can catch fish with them. Oh, really? Ooh. So you first you got to catch a porcupine, then you can catch fish. Yeah, they're barbed. <laughs> well, well, all right. Good point. Good point. I was, I was going to tell, but um, it's it's a visual thing. So so uh, an, an old fashioned hook. I know, but an old fashioned hook is like a stick um, tied in the middle. Like uh, and so I know it's a visual thing, but yeah. so I could totally see a, a All right. quill being used as a hook. Well, Brogan, I mean, you nailed that. Good okay. job, buddy. That's not bullshit. No, like, no, it's not. <laughs> that up. No, no. Like so, okay. I could see it. that it's been used as a really. Yeah. It All makes right. sense. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not discounting what you're saying. I was just don't surprised. Don't Google some shit. Don't Google it. Don't, I told don't you. I decided that. whatever's on Discovery Channel, I'm an expert in that oh, week. So what do you want expert in on now? Fishing with porcupine quills. Me and Brogan just decided. All right, cool. It's a thing. So you brought us the, the porcupine quills. Back to it. Um, Back, right. Do you, do you, are there other uh, uh, memorabilia from animals that you can that you personally have, like, I, I don't want to get you in any trouble, so don't worry no, about no, that, no. but I just, just like... Passing out, paraphernalia, <laughs> contraband, no. Um, no rhino horns or anything. I do <laughs> sometimes rhino no, no, She's like, my no. favorite thing is an elephant tusk. I, no. I, I'm like, no, what? We do around uh, May and June tell kids that if they find peacock feathers that they oh, are allowed neat. to take those mm. because peacocks will lose their tail feathers after they don't need them anymore because it's like courtship display so mm-hmm. once that season's moving on it's better for the peacock to get rid of that tail so they start dropping their feathers everywhere and then oh. kids will kind of look around in the, you know, in the bushes or wherever mm. and sometimes they're really proud they find a nice pretty one. I got the worst beating I ever got from my grandmother was for accidentally yank well not accidentally Ooh. I'm an asshole so I grew up in Louisiana <laughs> and my, on the farm we had peacocks and I totally yanked the feather out you don't do that. Yeah, yeah I got a now question about know. peacocks. Oh, are, are oh. they the most like obnoxious birds ever? Well, there are some pretty obnoxious birds, so I don't want to give the, the definitive yeah. answer about who's the most I know. obnoxious. It's like, I, oh, we're about to dish on some uh, animal <laughs> gossip on this. I, know. I was just going to like quick it. We need your top Which list. animal is I the biggest bitch? Like... The funnest, the best, the furriest. The superlatives. They scream, and don't they smell? Do they smell? Well, ours have free roam of the zoo, so it's not like they're in a contained space where they would have the opportunity to build up a lot of odor, so ours don't smell. Yeah, but they are, they do make a loud noise, but it's not as bad to me as a rooster because roosters will crow all day, all the time, no reason. Shut up. We so. had we had neighbors with chickens, and when you have little chicks, uh, apparently you can't tell the gender of it until they start crowing. True. So uh, that was one of the weirdest things because our neighbor had a rooster, and it was loud all the time. And I was like, "Fuck that! I'm calling <laughs> really? animal." Yeah, they brought their rooster back. Well, here is the no, thing. I called the roosters. Well, team. well, they just they they grow like they grow they grow they grow, they grow roosters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just be ready for our, our great technical jargon here. That's all right. Um, but yeah, so they raised the roost. They raised the chickens and one became a rooster and wouldn't shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and so i finally called animal control and i was like they have a rooster and they understand and they got rid of it and it was fine and then a couple of weeks later 
it was going again. And I'm like, oh, hell no. They just hit it or something. Uh, and no, it was literally, and they told me it was because... Another batch of chicks and yeah. another one turned into a rooster. Yeah. Wow. It's just like, those things are some of the things that kind of just kind of blow my mind. Yeah. When you look at any sort of biology as uh, as a, as an adult human, I really only base all of myself off of, uh, all my knowledge off of what I've seen growing up. And then having all the animals and all the differences on that, it's got to be kind of fun for you as well. Oh, yeah. It's fun. You can blow people's minds pretty much every day with some kind of animal fact. And I think I forget about it sometimes because as a zookeeper, I'm surrounded by other people who know a lot about animals. So it's hard to blow their minds. Yeah. But then when you're talking to a visitor, <laughs> you're playing. And are you playing a peacock sound? That was a peacock sound. Yeah. I was like, wait, what happened? I know, here? right? Yeah. This like keep out of nowhere. <laughs> peacocks are here. I am a podcast professional. <laughs> um, so yeah, visitors though, maybe they don't always have that background. So it's pretty easy to find some kind of fascinating fact about whatever animal I'm doing the presentation about that will just amaze someone for one reason or another. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty I, fun. I was going to say, so when you run into somebody and they says, yeah, I have a dog, you're going to, yeah, that, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have my exotic animals. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you, uh, just speaking of dogs and stuff, do you have pets at home? I would imagine that it's... I have one cat. Okay. Yeah. Like, you're not going to go with uh, any sort of crazy exotic creatures because no. you have them... And yeah, in fact, uh, it's not zoo. just because I have them to take care of at the zoo. When we look at the pet trade, a lot of what's involved in that is not very good for the animals, not very good for sustainability uh, and conservation. Like farms? So yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a puppy farm. So if you imagine say an iguana farm where someone has decided they want to make money selling iguanas, they don't care who they're selling them to, so they maybe sell them to someone who doesn't know how to take care of them. Yeah. Turns out it's really hard to take care of an iguana. You have to think about like how do I control the humidity in my house? I don't know. How do I even measure the humidity in my house? I don't know. And what it needs UV lighting. How do I provide that? I don't know. Wow. Those are all kinds of things people don't think about or where did that iguana, when I bought it as a baby, come from? It could have been collected from South America and brought over here with a hundred other ones that didn't make it. Uh, so yeah, th- we actually don't recommend exotic animals as pets. Wow, that's I mean, a good you call. Even buy a yeah. dog that you don't know where it came came from unless you're going to adopt, which. Adopting is better. Adopting uh, is better. The, kid, the same kids that are going to torture you now. Because now we yeah. know where to find somebody. Well, the zoo got, dog got, was an adoption. Yeah. yeah he was a rescue smart. dog. Yeah. Got he does all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and the corgi oh. breeder was so specific with the family mm-hmm. about, hey, you guys are like going to be home and you're going to be able to do right. all of these things. They had to do all of that just to even be able to get a dog. Some breeders and, make people write essays. And they should. Yeah. They should. Yeah. They really should they at should. that point. Well, I think California just like, made it. Um, if like you... Everybody should have a cat. Like <laughs> once in their <laughs> life. Just once. Just one time in your life. So you know what it's like, yeah. like to like roommate you, with an asshole. Well, <laughs> before you have kids, you should have a cat. Mm. And then you know what it takes at the very minimum to have a pet. Because you to have keep to keep at least them. one animal alive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what were you saying about California? I think they just uh, they did something with their their dogs or their cats where they have to um, if it's a uh, if you, it has to be a rescue if they, they mm-hmm. buy it I, I don't know I don't know the exact thing but um, if if you sell a dog or a cat whatever if you buy one it has to be a rescue now in California they they just don't do puppy mills or any of that stuff anymore breeders wow. yeah. Yeah. makes sense on that yeah something like that yeah. I don't know I just read about it Who puppy knows? mills and breeders are different. Right, right. Like, probably. I, I hope so. Like, you would hope so. For the most sound thing. different, yeah. Yeah, like puppy mill, breeder. Damn it! What's the difference? I don't know. There's a line somewhere. Yeah. Are ligers real animals? Yes, ligers are real animals, and they are the product of a breeding between a male lion and a female tiger. Yeah. Uh, but because they are two separate species, there are some genetic problems with ligers. And good zoos and good conservation organizations don't promote that, even though it can be done, because we really want to focus our efforts on breeding animals that need to be bred. That's interesting. Like, that, like the liger thing, I mean, you know, Napoleon Dynamite aside, like, you don't <laughs> really even think it's real. But there there do did they do that a lot do you know like in the past or they just decide let's let's figure out if these are gonna work together to breed together or like how does I that think early on they did a little bit of that like way early on when it was more like this is a menagerie and less of like a zoo conservation facility yeah um when there was that sort of mindset they did that kind of thing just during the circus see. times 
It was just like, hey, let's see what these kangaroos what? and hey, we got whatever. A lady, we should, we can totally have a lager. Right. So fortunately, progress has been made since then. But yeah, I don't know. The first person who was like, "What happens when we do this?" I don't really know what was going through their mind. So do you do you think the lager actually happened in? Nature. Wait, I guess do tigers? Is there anywhere they Sorry, don't obviously. overlap habitats? So, so nowhere could they have ever come into contact? But they were still genetically compatible in some way. The, yeah, they're closely enough related that there is uh, there is gen- like gene code copying problems, but it's good enough that Mother that Nature will let it happened. happen. Oh. I have no idea. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you know what Big we got to do? I think you figured it out. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask about Bigfoot. Oh, hold, hold, hold up. Hold, hold up. Almost like I knew. Hold it's up. Like we, will get, we will get to that. We need a chance to refill our drinks. Damn it. And we I need do. to stop for a commercial break. And then we're going to get back. We're going to talk about Bigfoot. But we're also going to talk about a really fun um, thing that you do, events that you have monthly. Yes. So we'll talk about that. We'll be right back. Woohoo. Hey, guys. Do you like board games? Do you like miniature games? Do you like card games? Do you like any kind of game that doesn't require a battery in it? Well, let me tell you about our partner, Wizards Keep Games and Renton. They're up there at 17148 116th Avenue Southeast in Renton, Washington. Go up there, check them out, tell them you heard about them on the podcast. They've got nightly events, they've got magic tournaments, they've got board game days, they've got specials, they've got all kinds of stuff. Go in there, and if you make any purchase over $20, you get an entry into a drawing. Good for $100 in-store credit if you win. Oh, dang! It is announced at the end of every month in the newsletter, and I heard the owner is pretty awesome. And I also heard that the employees are all right. So, get in there, check them out, have a good time, support a local business, and learn about games. Where can you find it? Online? Oh, yeah. WizardKeepGames.com. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on, I think there's, yeah, there's Twitter, and there's an Instagram. Perfect. So, get it. Wizards Keep Games. Yeah, them. We are back, and I know that we talked about we're going to get we're going to get into the stuff with uh, Suzanne from uh, the Point to Find Zoom Aquarium. Um, but first off, this has kind of been an ongoing thing for the last couple of episodes. Uh, Scott is wearing his NASA shirt, but instead of NASA on it, it says "Not Flat," and then underneath it says "We Checked." Now, we've talked about it in the previous episodes that there is a man who has taken umbrage to your shirt. Uh, in fact... Uh, umbrage? Uh, what does that mean? Um, he doesn't believe the shirt. And it seems to be in, uh, apparently a little bit of an offense because he questioned it the first time he saw it. And, we, yeah. and if you listen back at our other podcast, you can hear that story. But he has come back again um, to um, defend the honor of flat earthers everywhere. He did. So what, what happened this time when you went out there to refill your drink? Dude, he, he got serious this time oh, like no. he lined up on me and he and he told me he's like you know it's not right and i was like it's not what he's like it's not round you know it's flat right <laughs> and i said uh man it doesn't matter either way like it's just for fun like are you gonna know <laughs> like either way do you, are you really gonna so know you were just kind of in like a uh, <laughs> diffusal uh, sort Try of my best. well i mean we are in tacoma like, at a pool hall right horizons Right, right, or the curvature of the Earth. I mean, we've talked. I mean, like, you ever been on a plane and wondered how come it looks like this? It's it, it's it's a podcast. People can't see what you were doing. Looks like what? Good gesture. Oh, though. like this. It, was, it looks like, like this. Like, like, does it look like this? Like, does it look know, like this? It looks like a baseball hat that should be worn, not the ones that oh. shouldn't be worn. Oh. <laughs> the flat. <laughs> Good analogy. Have you ever noticed there's no sticker on the, on the, on the horizon? <laughs> flat earthers are the flat bill hat kids now in my mind. Oh. Wow. Oh. Poor flat earthers. Sorry. It's just hilarious to me, man, that people like right, will argue about it. We didn't it. ask our guest. Oh, are you, oh, are you uh, a flat what? earther? Do you believe in the flat earth? Now, now like we, we could just judge. be sitting. We could just be sitting. <laughs> I know we could just be sitting here like uh, completely and utterly and offending like, you. Oh, we just talk shit for like oh, five minutes. No, right? <laughs> no, I am not a flat earther. You Thank sure? you for asking. I am absolutely sure. Now, what's your weirdest belief? Oh, I, I don't Damn. think I have Sorry, any I figured, really you know, weird beliefs. I have a lot. I know, yeah, yeah. You what's do. your weirdest belief, I, dude? I, you know what? I was just recently told that I'm an NRA. Oh, what? Somebody told me, got mad at me for being a member of the NRA. I'm like, damn. Oh, that's not a belief, though. That's just no, a, Well, it is, technically, well, I guess according kinda. to them. Mm. Like, I just mm. signed up for a weird, angry hate religion. It's a weird like, political damn, thing, Damn, man. I just liked the damn. benefits of 
getting to shoot. <laughs> you just brought us down, ghost yeah, tour I'm guy. Sorry. Fuck. So twenty-seven yeah. people died in this building. Uh, fuck right, off. Fuck, yeah, right. Uh, no, but actually, that's an flat interesting. Uh, it's an interesting thing. We're talking about the flat Earth stuff, but do you, uh, going like working at Point Defiance? Do people come to you and talk about like their maybe what they learned? What we were talking about the with, like what is what his mom told him about <laughs> like like learning like the biology of an animal and it being <laughs> utterly wrong. Like, do you get that sometimes? I would imagine. Yes, we do get that. that- people have learned something or there's a lot of just like weird myths that get propagated through TV and cartoons and so people all think opossums hang by their tails but they don't really they don't or owls can turn their heads all the way like 100% around but they can't so all that kinds of stuff yeah it's a great one I feel like I've been betrayed by Bugs Bunny cartoons you (laughs) have been betrayed by Bugs Bunny cartoons what rabbits don't dress in drag You can't shoot a duck in the face. (laughs) (laughs) So that is just, I mean, I I, I understand it because, I mean, there's been stuff and, you know, you learn as a child and it's like parents don't want to explain it to you. Right. And they're just going to say something or they're going to be like, "Mm -hmm, yep, that's exactly how it Mm -hmm. works, uh, that sort of thing. But people can just go to the the Point to Find Zoo and Aquarium and they can learn about these things. Yes. And it's fun. We missed that one, but porcupine quills is another one. Like they don't shoot them, right? They don't shoot them. How many times have you heard that people shoot their porcupine quills? How does the dog end up with a face full of them? Because yeah. the dog's stupid. They slap them with their tail. They go and get their face in there and sniff it around looking for somewhere. Oh, sniffing, yeah. sniffing butts? Porcupines that are feeling threatened, they like flare out all their quills and they point the business end at whatever the danger is. And if they still feel cornered, they will rush at the danger. Oh. So they will back up real fast into a dog's face while the dog is trying to yeah, attack with them. With none of that beeping. There's no <laughs> and most, yeah, that, I'm going to make that sound next time I see a porcupine walking backwards, but that doesn't happen too often that they walk backwards. Well, you know, only if they're Still. threatened. Yeah, and but you know, I don't think that they know the rules of the road. So the like backwards beeping, maybe he wouldn't, he wouldn't get it. They, they don't we drive. Know if they did it, it's a survival tactic. They do need kind of an alarm, right? Maybe an alarm. No, I mean they flared it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about was the drinking for conservation events that you Yay. have, and uh, this is a this is with the Zookeepers Association, correct? Yes. First off, tell me what the Zookeepers Association is about, because is it like your Elks Club? Yeah, it's our Elks Club, but you don't actually have to be a zookeeper to be in it. Nice. We call it AZAC because it stands for the American Association of Zookeepers, mm-hmm. but there are chapters all over North America, and each zoo kind of can have their own and be as active or not active as they want, and so the Point Defiance AZAC chapter has a committee called Drinking for Conservation, mm-hmm. and uh, the AZAC members then are kind of the ones who put on, we have lots of different committees, but some of us are zookeepers, some of us are zoo volunteers, but you don't have to be. You can just join Azak if you like animals well, you and want to be, be a around. Nine-year-old little girl named Madeline, right? Uh, we Dang. don't have any nine-year-olds named Madeline at the moment. But could you have a nine-year-old? Well, she can't. Dr- she, she can't drink, drink she for can't. conservation. Yeah, <laughs> well, not for conservation. At some of our venues are all ages. She could drink for conservation. Ooh, yeah. I know, which is fun. I'm so, trying to make sure that I can open a doorway for her to be able to have a special experience into the zoo world because right now she's. I think we can make something happen. 152% zoo oriented. I think we Freaking can make something awesome. happen. This has become my focus of everything. Is that I need to understand, like, be the zooness for that. Yeah. yeah. Like, no. Like, yeah. I love you're it. Me out like way more than like when a kid says they want to be a policeman or firefighter. She means it now. She's serious. Like, yeah. She, okay. Like, made me watch a like one of those. Attenborough. Uh, I love when those kids come to the they, zoo they, because they, they know stuff and they ask such intelligent questions and you can tell you're like that kid. They're going to be smart. They're on their way. And then you're feeding them. You're feeding them all that information and the hype yeah. to get them more interested in it. And you can solidify someone's life and career with that. Yes. So it's amazing. So she's going to go home and tattoo herself with this. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't let her do that. Uh, so drinking for conservation. I know you do have monthly events and I love all the different names you have for them. And yeah. 
Yes. Now, um, in the past, there, there's something for this specific animal. Now, are they really for those specific animals as you're doing them? Or how do these events go about? So the Drinking for Conservation events basically are run just by you go to the venue where it's being hosted. And let's say you wanted to toast to tapers, which is what we're doing on May 10th or <laughs> did, uh, did on May cute. 10th. So we actually are donating all of the funds that would get raised at that event to an organization that supports taper conservation. And what's a taper? Yes, what is a taper? So if you don't know what a taper is, it is sort of a big pig-looking thing, but they're not actually related oh, to pig. Okay. They're very prehistoric they're in like appearance. South American, right? There are, yes. There are tapers in South America. There are Asian tapers as well. Speaking uh, of children giving you information. Yeah. And- <laughs> Did you see how excited he was, I know, though? I I've seen them. They look like yeah. little pigs. They're brown. I've yeah. seen them. They're oh, awesome. Yeah, those yes. Yeah. Yeah, goofy little noses. Yes. Yeah. So, sometimes, though, there's not necessarily an endangered species associated with the animal. Like, if someone comes up to us and says that, that they really want to see an event for such and such an animal and there isn't a nonprofit that's already dedicated to it, we can still probably find a way to donate to the habitat that that animal would live in and therefore would protect or support that species also. So there there are ways. But yeah, all funds get donated. I have a real serious question. Mm -hmm. Uh, What what would we sponsor if we had to sponsor an animal? Sasquatch. Bigfoot. Oh. Sasquatch? <laughs> That's not necessary. Boozing for Bigfoot? Yeah. Boozing for Bigfoot. <laughs> Done. <Dinging> for Bigfoot. <laughs> so we're going so to booze for Bigfoot. Okay. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, but yeah, the events, they they work with the, the venues where they make some kind of a drink deal where 50 cents or a dollar of each drink that's sold gets donated and then they give it to the Zookeepers Association. We donate all of it directly to whichever organization we chose for that endangered species. So I think about that as my like conservation is fun because that is like the easiest fundraiser ever. You want it to be out socializing with your friends and family anyway, eating good food, trying new places. And Tacoma likes to drink. And Tacoma likes to drink. (laughs) And like I said, some of the venues are all ages, so you can bring your kids and they can drink for conservation, the non-alcoholic drinks. Well, and and not to poo-poo National Geographic or any of those other things. When your friends tell you about something, you listen. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. if you say, hey, we're going to throw this money down for tapers. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, maybe not everybody will listen. But still. But people are going to go and they're yeah. going to have a good time and they're going to cheer the taper. And you know what? <laughs> they know what that animal is now. Yeah, exactly. So and it raises not, awareness. They wouldn't yeah. have gotten that from a postcard in the mail from some right. anonymous bunch of jackalopes. Right. Maybe, <laughs> jackalopes. Maybe. <laughs> Those aren't real, man. How do you know? Unisloths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Unisloth, the Jackalope, and Sasquatch. We do. We need a real animal. What's like a real North North? Well, that's Pacific, what I meant. Northwest like, I thought it was cute with Bigfoot. Oh, but I mean, we need a real animal. Right? Tapeworms. I was with you. Tapeworms. Mm. Yeah, they're really tapers, yeah, tapeworms. Yeah, they're so gross. So they're gross. Are those animals? animals? Mm. Of course. I think they do fall under the. Uh, Isn't everything yeah. that lives I'm glad we have we, animalia. We, we have a but professional. We have a professional. I don't want it to be an insect. Yeah, insects are kind oh, of Oh, you don't want to raise money for bugs? No. Our most successful event ever was for bees, though. And they're an yeah. insect. Yeah. We got buzzed for bees at the parkway. <laughs> oh, I could see oh, that. That's cool. Yeah, but that's already been done now. Yeah. What do we have? What starts with... What, what, what works? Something that works right. with hammered. Well, what hammered. Is, Ooh. Hammerhead Ford. sharks. What works with super fucking high? <laughs> I don't think we can make money on them. Uh, you'd be amazed what we can figure out. You don't know our friends. So. Uh, okay, so do you do you know offhand if you've got uh, what events you have coming up? Yes. Okay. So June 7th, we are going to be at the Gig Harbor Marquee. So if you ever are out in Gig Harbor, there is a very fun, cute little coffee shop. Sometimes they've got live music. Sometimes they've got trivia. And they enjoy drinking for conservation. So they also are including some donations for food there. So June 7th, be at the Gig Harbor Marquee starting anytime after 5. We also have Mm -hmm. uh, July 5th, you can go to uh, the Peaks and Pints on 26th. Those are our friends. They're my friends, too. We love Peaks and Pints. So July 5th, and that is going to be for an endangered type of tortoise from Madagascar. Oh, getting Uh, tank for tortoises. I, that's totally what I want to call the event, too. Uh, the, the caveat there, though, is I can only call it that in my head because apparently there's this thing called the Liquor Control oh, yeah. Board. We're specifically uh, only with them. And they don't... Only with don't, that particular... Yeah. As well, because they, they have... I, I'm learning all about the Liquor Control Board. 
Yeah. yeah. So what is this? We're Explain have, it. Explain uh, it. I don't understand what's, okay, what's happening. Okay, so the liquor control board works in a lot of ways. A bar can use intoxication talk. The type of license that... Uh, that Pink a bottle, sh- bottle oh. shops have, they technically cannot allow you to get drunk under uh, any circumstances. Like you can go to a bar uh, and have OB over Okay, or, okay. Uh, I mean, they, they have a very like God, they can't lawyers even ruin use, everything. Well, don't I mean, they? true. Jeez. It's because of it's the type cover of, your ass. Sort yeah. Of thing. Well, so yeah. Your event name can't be promoting over drinking yeah. for yeah. sure. Because, yeah. And yeah. we it's are promoting talk. conservation anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, is there a a website that people can go check out, or like a Facebook group, or any of these things? I want to make sure that. Even if they miss these, because, you know, podcasts, mm-hmm. someone might listen to They're it at not, some other point. Maybe not writing down the date. Exactly. Well, where they can find it on Facebook? Yes. So on Facebook, if you just look up Drinking for Conservation, that is our name. It's easy. And you think about, oh, what was that place called where I wanted to go drink for conservation? Oh, it was Drinking for Conservation. <laughs> so just look that up. And then if you like the page, you'll get the update once a month, about at least once a month, about what the event is going to be, where it's going to be. And that's also the avenue you would choose if you have a particular animal that you really want to see an event for and you know people who are going to be excited or if you know an event where you would a uh, venue where you would really like to see an event happen you can suggest all of those things to us there uh, we have a few partners already around Tacoma I've mentioned the the Parkway Tavern was actually the first one to ever say yeah I guess we'll try that and it worked out great so we've Parkway's done a bunch great. at the Parkway awesome. then we've got Peaks and Pints uh, the Gig Harbor Marquee is a new one we also have just by the time this comes out had our first Rhinehouse drinking for conservation. Oh, I just yes. went there and had the weirdest experience for my oh. life. Oh no! Was it the meat raffle? Because that was weird for me. No, what? Well, okay, so I know the meat raffle. Yeah, part of it. All right. First off, first Let, off, let's finish this. Yeah, well, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah I'm, I'm gonna write down. Meat write raffle down. aside. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So, so Rhinehouse. Uh, Rhinehouse and Brewers Row is coming on board, so they'll be coming up also in July. So, yeah, we're we're around Tacoma, and I'm so glad that people in Tacoma and venues in Tacoma are excited about animals and about sustainability and conservation because we are too. Yeah. Except for otters. Okay, yeah, what about what? otters? What? I would like to bring awareness about how shady motherfuckers otters are. <laughs> what? Why are they so shady? Why do you think otters are shady? <laughs> I read an article that they're just not cute and fuzzy, that they're ruthless. I love when, that Jeff they, just they, hates otters. They're scared. <laughs> I had yeah, nightmares that night. You can't turn your back on those He's little all, fuckers. Fuck those little <laughs> bastards. Okay, so... so so confirm or deny the ruthlessness of otters. Are they ruthless? The the cute, cuddly, playful act is just a front. Whoa! Preach it, preach it, sister. Jeff is correct. <laughs> what? Really? Otters? Right, yeah, well, I wouldn't I'm mess with, with one. No, really? I would Jeff not knew mess the with darkness one. Darkness of otters. Wow. Man, now they, they just seem dolphins, like dolphins. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard about dolphins. dolphins are rapey. Yeah, I heard about otters are rapies. Otters <laughs> fuck till somebody's dead. No. And then hey, they come back well, later. No way. I don't believe that. <laughs> I was thinking, Look how serious he is. He's like, otters will fuck you up, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't need you, I don't need you to confirm nor deny that. Song. song. Right? Wow. I was going to consider, like, otters, like, maybe, like, the seafaring raccoon or something, but you took that to a whole new yeah. level. Yeah. Otters are the Jeffrey Dahmer. So, they, apparently, <laughs> yeah, so um, world, apparently stay away from otters. Yeah, yeah. Now, going on the completely other side of that, do you have a favorite animal? That is so Not hard for me to otter. choose. <laughs> when people ask me that, I feel like at the zoo, I used to sort of choose like, well, this is maybe my favorite mammal. And then it would be like, oh, well, this week it's the beaver. And then next week it would be the opossum and it would change. Yeah, I know. Now you're giggling. But sometimes some sorry. people's favorite animal Dude, is the beaver. Okay? Mine too. Uh, my favorite uh, animal is the beaver. <laughs> but what I always found was that my favorite reptile never changed it was always the same tortoise they are radiated tortoises from madagascar and this specific one is named jumbo jet and he was so (laughs) charismatic and i didn't realize before i started working that they could be yeah how's a tortoise charismatic wait did you see radiated yeah, radiated as in like um, you think about the sun radiates rays mm-hmm. out. So each little growth plate on the shell has a yellow spot with sort of rays coming oh. off of it. So they're called radiated. That's that is neat. the tortoise we're raising money for on July 5th at Peaks and Pints. Oh, uh, endangered so from Madagascar. You made yeah. it sound cool. It is cool. Yeah, yeah conservation yeah. is fun and cool. Woo-hoo. Whatever. So I have a question. If, if, yeah. if you could keep 
if you could get and keep any animal and there was no consequences like oh i could have a rant rhino and it could be at my house right mm-hmm. like if you could have any animal in the whole world what would it be I find that most of the animals that I have to clean up after, I would not want at my house. Right. See, I always wanted a cheetah. Me too, man. I always wanted something big and just, like, ferocious. And then I really... Then I found For some reason. I don't know why. Like, as a kid, I was doing the research, you know, as you do, as, you know, on cheetahs, and I realized, and I found out how much, how skittish they are. 21 and older. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll edit that out. (laughs) But just how skittish and how uh, uh, frazzled they are because yeah. it's I, I, I've seen online recently that uh, some of the, the the conservations and such if they have cheetahs they'll have like like basically like dogs for them that are like buddy dogs yeah Aww. they're super high strung yeah high yeah. strung that's a great term mm-hmm. for them yeah absolutely which is you can imagine house cats are high strung yeah. too right they go tearing around your house so if you can imagine that yeah. but now you have a cheetah and it, or a 200 pound cat or whatever it's doing its cat thing that becomes a bigger problem than if like oh muffy is scratching on the carpet well yeah right yeah if brutus starts scratching on your carpet you don't have Uh, carpet well they have those too people have the house cats Right, that are yeah. Very, uh, yeah. You know about those probably mm-hmm. better than I. What what are those called? Or, the, you know? the big cats. Yeah, no. People get like um, wild cats from Africa or something, like and savanna cats and that go. sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and they yeah. they keep them at. Uh, See, that's oh, going right. back to like the exotic animals. They growl and, like, and shit at them. Like, yeah, they're, I don't, yeah, they're no joke. I don't right? Need, right? Like, right? I, I, I'm jacked in the But well, you're right. When you're a kid and you start thinking about what do I want at the house, sometimes you start straying into the territory of maybe I do want a rhinoceros, but you don't. Yeah, you don't. All right, I know our charity. What? Ooh. The Grit City Gutter Gators. We put money down for the people that flushed their pet alligators <laughs> down. down well, I love the, the octopus, except that's a yeah. We that's raised a, a regular for octopus. Like, did you guys gorillas. do one for the octopus? We yeah, we recently did. Well, not too recently, I guess. We did gutter have gators. an event for for octopus. We got gators. octopus around here. That's a Tacoma. We thing, called it right? Drink Up. Why for octopi? Oh, nice. Uh, I love it. We <sighs> do we do have octopus around here, or is that just? Oh, we do. Uh, yeah. We do? Yeah. Really? The Giant Pacific octopus is amazing. Octopi are super smart, and also yeah. octopi and octopuses both are. Is that correct. okay? Is okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't don't try to like talk around it. It's okay. Just I will always say octopus. What about the it's one okay. by the Narrows Bridge? Do you think there's one out there? Yeah. More than one. I bet there's three. Yeah. Gigantic one. How big four. did they get? See, that was four. I remember. I remember going Some out the on biggest a. Biggest they claimed. To yeah, have. exactly. I remember going out on a boat and my stepdad trying to be like, "Watch out underneath the Narrows Bridge. They'll just drop on you." And I was like, "That's bullshit." But I was also really afraid because I thought it would happen. <laughs> Dude, I've heard the shittiest stories about your stepdad. I've never met that guy, but he sounds like a dick. Yeah, he, he is. is. He is. <laughs> He's he is. trying to I'll, scare you. I'll tell you some real stories. Octopi stories. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you some real stories All that right, aren't so fun here, for podcasts. So, Grit City Podcast is going to host Get Gut Rot for Gutter Gators. Get gut. Holy <laughs> shit, man. I mean, it's very alliterative, but also it seems kind of negative. It's like seven Gs. Yeah. Ooh, can we just call it G7? Gut. G7. <laughs> Isn't that the summit? Yeah. It is. <laughs> Perfect. We, hmm, somehow we've come a, around to talking about the UN here. Oh. Yeah, it's <laughs> like might be a branding G's issue. Get but. gut rot for gutter gators. Hmm. Brought to you by the Grit Seat Podcast. <laughs> All right, you know what? This is a perfect time for us to refill our drinks, and then I swear to God, we're going to get back to your internship because I want to hear about the thing with the Northwest oh, Trek. Northwest Trek, yeah, we I saw yeah. that. That's awesome, dude. I saw. Him. Never mind. All right, oh, we'll be back. Sasquatch, Sasquatch twos. All right, and Sasquatch. All right, hold on. All right, we will be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Justin, and I'm here to talk about the Lindsay Jackman Group. Now, Lindsay Jackman understands that buying and selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience, and that's why they have highly seasoned real estate professionals, and they're dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized service for everyone. They take a lot of great pride in the relationships they build, and they're going to work relentlessly on your behalf to help you achieve your real estate goals. Uh, Definitely check them out. You can contact Lindsay Jackman at 253-857-3316. She's located on 7201 Pioneer Way in Gig Harbor, and you can find all of that information just by searching for the Lindsay Jackman Group. Check it out. 
rapey otters. <laughs> Dude, I think Gotta that might edit be my that one. At, uh, uh, no, no, <laughs> oh, I know we're talking about that. That might be my new favorite thing ever, Jeff. I think you Nature got me. Nature is not polite. No, it is not. No, no. Oh my God! Just watch any of the uh, the Planet Earth specials, and I'll let you know that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Go so, hunting in early season, and you see the deers that got eaten oh. half by from the starting at the ass, eaten by animals. Damn, it's a nice segue into Northwest Trek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wolves. No, perfectly. Uh, like the first time I ever went to Northwest Trek, and one of the very few times, it was field trip, like you normally do when yeah. you're young. And I remember because we were in the tram, and the driver was just like, "All right, this is the goose mating season, so sit oh. your ass down, well, because we may have to take off from here." And sure as shit, there was the, <laughs> that goose was very, very, or maybe it was a swan. I don't know. Anyway, it's probably a swan. There you go. Yeah. They probably have swans there. It's mm-hmm. a little more fancy, but yeah, it, it started taking off after us and we had to hightail it out of there. Yes. Well, hold on. Tell people what Northwest Trek is because okay. people don't live here. They don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, you're probably better at tell... Been, well, I've never been, Suzanne, but you're probably... The, we're we're taking scats in Northwest yeah. Trek. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've for- never been. Oh, I've, you so, should so, totally I'm new, go. I'm new to the area. I forget about the fact that like, I've lived in Tacoma off and on almost my entire life, like born and raised here. This is stuff, like I said, field trip. I forget that he's from Nevada, which doesn't have anything like that because it's just a desert. Dude, mm-hmm. and barely hey, any Sasquatches. Barely. Oh, yeah, that's a different do, kind of trek. You do have that. <laughs> That's kind so of a Sasquatch. Thing. Different kind of beaver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as long as it's not fucking otter. <laughs> so, Suzanne, you went to internship there. So, tell us a little bit about yes. what Northwest Trek like, oh is. So, Northwest Sorry. Trek is the sister facility of Point and Find Zoo and Aquarium. So, it's actually oh, okay. part of Tacoma Metro Parks, even, even though it's that. out in Eatonville. Yeah. So, they are a facility that focuses on Northwest native wildlife. So, they don't have any exotic animals there, but they have all the same kinds of things you would find if you were out hiking here. Or no. that maybe live here, and even though we they live here, we couldn't find them if we went out hiking. So uh, yeah, and I they have a little like there. a free roam nice. area where you drive the tram. You don't drive; you ride a tram, and someone else drives, and you get to see all the wildlife. And then they have some other regular exhibitry there as well. So it's pretty fun. Yeah. So you decided to intern there. Was yes. this before you had done anything with Point Defiance, or in like conjunction with it? It was kind of in, it was at the beginning where I had worked for the education department talking to people about it. And I was thinking, hey, maybe I want to try the zookeeping husbandry, taking care of the animals side. Mm -hmm. And that was what this internship was for. Oh, dear. So I went to the interview and I was just sitting with the curator, chatting with him. And it was, a uh, this was at least... 10 or so years ago now um, so it, things have changed a little bit but it was just him and me in a building talking and he was asking me the regular internship questions like when, what hours would you like to work etc and two of their keepers came in and said the old girl is going down and I was like, I don't know what that means. And the, right, yeah, the, uh, yeah, he never served on a ship. Yeah, I don't know. But they apparently had been watching their very old female moose for a uh-huh. while, and she had oh, been no. showing signs that she was perhaps getting ready to pass away. And so the curator stands up, and he's like, we have a moose emergency. We need to go. You're welcome to come along. A moose emergency. I and I... Did not know what a moose emergency was like, but I was going along. Oh, yeah. So right? yeah. We, we hopped in the back of basically just a modified pickup truck. We drove out in the pickup truck into this giant 400-acre free roam area, and we drove to a bog because apparently when moose start to feel like they might be passing on, they like to go wade out into bogs. But this is a free roam area that a tram drives through with visitors. So if the moose wanders oh. out into the bog and passes on... All of the visitors going by in the tram will then view a, a soggy moose corpse. An ex-moose. Oh. An wow. Ex-moose. Yeah. ex-moose. So fortunately, she didn't get very far out into the bog because that's the other problem is moose are huge. Yeah. Huge. I've shot one with a bow. Wow. Yeah. So then you know you Hmm. can't really move. If a moose were to become an ex-moose, yeah, out in a bog, you wouldn't be able to move it. So 
right in front of my eyes the moose passes on we are like right there we were yeah which i know you guys are giving me sad faces which it was sad but (laughs) also at the same time we know she had a good life and that she was then yeah old age she she was able to die of old age and she was surrounded by people who had cared for her and really cared about her as she passed on uh but then we had to figure out what do we do with the moose and i'm just like boggled at this point because i have never seen any anything like this happening before and they said we'll call earl and he'll bring over the machinery and so like they they winched the moose out of the bog yeah all right and then when well okay so when people die you do an autopsy when animals die it's called a necropsy and they said moose necropsy can't wait we have to do it now you're welcome to stay and i was like i barely know what a necropsy is i'm going to stay so oh you have to do a moose autopsy because when an animal passes away a lot of times they want pieces of the tissue to do testing and things so i started out my day in an interview with the curator answering questions about my availability and then like three hours later I'm still there (laughs) there's a deceased moose in front of me that a veterinarian is piecing up I'm labeling bags with things like liver lungs and we're putting pieces in there and I'm wearing like those scrubs the booties that go like awesome though right and Yeah. yeah so my whole interview turned out to be seven hours long and after all the moose autopsy was finished, the curator said, I think I can just offer you the internship. Nice. And I was like, <laughs> today was so fascinating. I'm just going to take this internship. Right. Like, yeah. that, like, did any, was anything ever that interesting after that, in, like during that internship? I just imagine like that was like the best selling point ever. <laughs> it was a really good selling point. But at the same time, everything was so new to me that there were still okay, cool. more That's amazing so cool. things happened. And that is one of the amazing things about working at the zoo is I feel like I'm always learning something. There's always a new challenge. And it's just a, a really interesting place to work and It, it sounds visit. like so, it. So, yeah. Absolutely. Now, one question I do have. I know that the Point Defiance is going through some renovations. Yeah. Is that is that going to affect people attending? Um, or do you offhand know how that's working? So... I know there's a lot of stuff out there about it, but... Uh, the renovations are... Well, we are building and opening a brand new... Aquarium yeah. at the Ooh, end of the summer. Really exciting. It's really exciting. There are going to be sea turtles. There are going to be hammerhead sharks. Oh, it's going to be really fun. So are more people mo- are going to come in because of that. Are they moving the original aquarium to be part of that? So or? the old North Pacific Aquarium, if you've been and you've seen the really I big round tank. Do you remember the big round yeah, one? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So that portion of it is closing, but the portion that's newer is where the current sharks and like the stingrays and the mm-hmm. lagoon area is that will remain open so oh, you can still okay. go view that one so yeah. they're moving the big round thing with the, or just closing it down and having closing a, it down so yeah it's going to be gone mm-hmm. those animals are going to be redistributed wherever they get elsewhere mm-hmm. just set off free it's like free willy. That doesn't uh, work that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Go free, animals. So, but people will still are still able to attend the yes. zoo and aquarium during the whole entire summer. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure because I, I was afraid of like saying, hey, everyone, go check it out. And then and it, being interrupted. Yeah. No. Okay, Everybody perfect. should come all summer long. <laughs> and our big program opens. The show you guys were talking about that year, Nine Year Old Loves. And so does Scott. But he is willing. <laughs> yeah. He's also willing to admit I'm it. I'm into it. Um, you you gotta like, come. yeah, animals. It has has opened May 12th. Uh, May 12th. So, yeah, and that will run all summer long. I must correct myself. It was an elk that I shot with a bow, not a moose. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. But still huge. Is that okay? Like, I, I paid for a tag and I know where that money Yeah, goes, yeah. I understand the people who hunt and kind of where they come from if they're doing it sustainably and reasonably and they're using all the parts of the animal i understand kind of that culture that has been built around it uh but i also understand the people who feel like they would never do that because they never want to see that light go out of an animal's eye and know that they did that there's like i understand both sides of the coin it's something i myself would not do but i do understand that there are people who are doing it in a way that is in in my view ethically okay to a good reason and they do control that number 
I just yeah. felt like a giant dick when I said that. <laughs> no. Like, wait, this is a animal. I know, and thing. I feel and like, like yeah, I, people I are afraid one. that they're going to be judged. I think by like zookeepers because they're like oh i eat meat what if these people are vegan or whatever but when it comes to conservation we don't want to point fingers and be like we know more than you do about this it's more like hey we learned that conservation is fun everybody come along and try this new stuff with us that is awesome yeah yeah. dude barbecue's delicious (laughs) speaking of that okay i wanted to talk because uh we did talk about the rhine house and you mentioned the meat raffle and and i've been to the rhine house and i but literally it was just to get their big pretzel platter Mm. consume that and then get out of there happy hour is perfect um and i had never heard of this meat raffle and i need to know about this you guys all right. Well, it's Meat Raffle Monday at the Rhine House. Really? So if you weren't there on a Monday, you didn't see the Meat Raffle. Fucking Meat Raffle. <laughs> I know. Oh, my I God. I did not realize when I went on a Monday for happy hour that it was Meat Raffle Monday and that that was a thing that happened. But a uh, lady in a dirndl, which is what the German outfit that you think of traditional German wear is mm-hmm. called, she uh, started walking out in front of the like the little booth where there's sausages and things and she was wearing a sausage hat Uh-oh. along with her dirndl <laughs> I can't even focus right now I might I know, cover my is, face I promise I'm not making like it up raffle and I'm just I know like, and oh I also said sausage and, and right. sausage mm-hmm. and right and mm-hmm. you said sausage hat right. yeah right. sausage hat all these things are I know. just blowing Scott's my having up right now. a hard time with this hard time see hard time with the sausage hat on and on and on <laughs> And yeah, so the lady came out and she said, if you're here for the meat raffle. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> yeah. And she read off numbers and everybody who had bought a ticket yeah. got out their tickets Winner. and to, to see if they won meat. And oh. you can win some really good pieces of meat. Oh, I'm in. A, like a giant pile of sausages. <laughs> yeah. They make their own sausage there at yeah. Reinhouse. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, Justin, at the last podcast, we talked about Justin buying meat out of the back of a guy's trunk. I thought you guys didn't have any fun without me last podcast. I did not buy the meat out of the trunk. I was I told that was I was offered. to you? Was it I was gifted offered. to you? I've been offered meat to purchase. Offered to purchase meat out of the trunk. I've been offered meat before, too, and I've always turned it down. <laughs> I, I, I turned it down as, as well. As one of the people that has actually accepted this offer. Oh, you have. I we know you have. Called the Brass Lantern. Oh, they used to true. have dudes who would walk by with some meat that I'm guaranteeing that they stole from the Safeway down the street. Oh. They'd come in and be like, hey, man, can I get 20 bucks for this beautiful rack of fucking ribeyes? Like this big, beautiful styrofoam thing. Weird. And, I'm, and I put my finger on so it. Weird. And it still feels cold. I'm like, I'll give you eight bucks. And they're like, nah, man, I got to have 10. I'm like, all right, I'll give you 10. And then, boom, I get like 50 bucks for the meat. Dude, that's that gray market meat. <laughs> yeah, it's gray. It's actually man, gray. You know what? It's worth no, it was see, not great. That's just, one of the things you look for. See, seriously, legitimately, percent off just hot meat. Go to the fucking Rhine House and participate Dude, in their goddamn the look meat at raffle. Disgust on her face right now. What Dude, are you I talking don't know. about? Meat out of the back of a truck? Yes, that can't no. be sanitary. Hey, it's a car, not a truck. <laughs> yeah, th- this guy walked it from the Safeway. <laughs> was it his truck? It was it's his okay. truck? He had his AC on. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Oh, my I'm god. not. You're not the first person that has ever pointed out to me the fact that that meat might have been tainted. questionable. Questionable. But you know what? I cooked it to full temperature, and you didn't. I did not eat that immediately. Didn't have any. Oh. Didn't have any tummy issues. No. All fine. right then. Yeah, yeah. It might have caused my divorce, but <laughs> my face hurts right now. Well, that brings oh, up a point. Have, have you ate? An exotic animal, maybe like oh. we don't get, get hey, around you, here. Do you eat meat? Yeah. I do yeah. eat meat, uh, not a lot of it, and okay. I do. Me either. Uh, I'm I'm moving toward anyway eating um, meat that has the um, things like it's been sustainably raised or harvested or from a family farm. Local, local, is, the local, local stuff, is yeah. even better because you know they're happy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's a great area for it, too. We have tons of local farms around yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is but a good place to live. There. Yeah. How about that moose? Where'd that but moose the, end up? I think the most exotic thing I've ever <laughs> eaten was probably house. rabbit. So nothing too crazy. Yeah, okay. rabbit's weird anyway. It is a little weird. Yeah. So, yeah. Duck is weird. In my I'll eat the shit out of some rabbit. I don't care. I'll eat some rabbit. I'll eat some duck. I'll eat it. I'll eat some grass-fed beef. Uh, moose nah. and elk make delicious. Yeah. No, I'm into burger. those, too. I've had reindeer bison burgers at Yellowstone. Yeah. 
That was fun. Like, and we got our own little stone here at Northwest Track in Point Defiance. I love it. Well, Sasquatch. I got to get Sasquatch. Okay. 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 Before we go, Sasquatch. How are are your feelings about Sasquatch? I don't think that I have an opinion on Sasquatch particularly. Damn. He was hoping for the big old conspiracy theory we had, like with the money, anything, like something. <laughs> Even the people you you work with, have they had any experiences out camping? None that I know of. None area? of the field biologists who I know have ever had. Any None of them believe in Sasquatch. Close at all. encounters. None. See, I didn't. I don't believe in Sasquatch either. Know. Yeah, that's right. You don't. You don't. No, Not don't. like last episode. What about gutter gators? I dude, I love Sasquatch. I'm sorry. Gutter gators. Is that what they call the alligators that people release in yeah, the Florida? Tossed them loose. Yeah. They flush them down the toilet. Just yeah, Florida's dangerous. Aside. There are a lot of invasive species in Florida that people well, were just like, well, I guess yeah, this yeah, is... people. <laughs> invasive they, people? They, they're in the gutters in New York City, too. Mm. I mean... Like, are they really? Gutter gators. That's just bullshit. Snakes in Florida are a big deal, no, right? No. Like snakes, yeah, snakes. Where, which is another reason people should not get exotic pets, because when they realize that they can't take care of it anymore, and then they don't know what to do with it, Florida happens. Yeah. Just, <laughs> let's put it in this... This wait, river, Florida it'll be fine. It Monkeys yeah. too, right? Monkeys are a big there problem. There are a lot of Florida. Monkeys in Florida? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I watched the thing about guys who um, trap them. I That's like a job. Yeah, I used to live live there, and oh, they yeah. used to shoot like uh, the Tarzan movies, and the yes. r- rumor was that the Tarzan movie shot and the monkeys got out, but literally if you go into some places in, in Florida by Tampa and down that way, you have monkeys running run, running around just wild. Pass. And they also I'm have iguanas. Good. I don't need to worry about that. One time oh, yeah, iguanas. cold snap, all the iguanas start yeah, falling yeah, out yeah, of yeah, I remember about that. Yeah. So if you guys want to save people, you need to, or save people, save animals, you need to go drinking for conservation. Yay. You can find all that. Suzanne, seriously, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been fantastic. Yeah, it was Again, awesome. My pleasure. Everybody, go to the Point to Find Zoo and Aquarium. Go to Northwest Trek. Go yeah. to the Drinking for Conservation. Yay. And again, thank you so much. You are so welcome. And just so you know, guess really, according to this Google thing right here, they have found alligators in the New York City sewer system. <sighs> they call them sewer gators, but we are willing to sponsor the gutter gator. Yes, the Grit City gutter gator. Wait, no. What is it? That should be a roller derby team. Oh. Yeah! Goddamn. Did we just become best friends? I think we did. <laughs> and I want to be on that are roller derby team. Yes. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Here I am left-handed. left-handed oh. I'm Can I be too. in? Am I in? You're in. I'm left-handed as well. Yeah, you're on Brogan's besties friends now <laughs> thing. Hey, that makes me, you, and Billy. Yeah. And your nine-year-old daughter. Yes, she is. She, you know what? She can be our. She can be the rider. We'll get yeah. a saddle. She can ride the games yeah. around. She'll take it down. She's fearless. See, that, all right, y'all. Thank you very much for listening. We are happy that you all are still here on this big, long, crazy journey called the Grit City Podcast. Uh, get out there, support your local wildlife. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com.